Welcome to the Why God Why podcast brought to you by Browncroft Community Church. My name is Harry Gibbs. I'm a member at Browncroft and producer of the show. I'm joined by our hosts, Peter Engler, Director of Adult Ministries at Browncroft, and John Amayo, New York State Crew Director. Why God Why is a podcast where we ask 21st century questions about God that you never thought you could. Today's guest is Ben Franco, and our topic is Why God Why Am I Binging on Netflix? Before we get to Ben, though, we're going to have Peter and John uh, just to set the stage for our conversation today. Yeah, wow. This is a very apropos topic. I am excited about this one because I feel like there aren't a lot of topics that are more, oh, shall we say, uh, applicable to our lives than this one right here. Why am I binging on Netflix? Just about everybody I know can identify with this topic at one level or another. I personally have some experiences that I'm willing to share with our audience, and so that's going to be fantastic. But uh Pedro, do you want to introduce us not only to the topic, but to our guest as well? Sure. To- you know, <clears throat> Ben will probably cover this, but who knows how long Netflix is going to last now that they lost <laughs> friends in the office. That's true. Let's just be honest. <laughs> well, the Disney thing is coming up now, too, so that's going to be big. Who, who knows? Who yeah. knows? But um, I do think this question's important because, again, with a lot of our topics, we either steer binging on Netflix as, like, the worst thing you can do to the world – Or we go to, well, yeah, I binge like five hours of Netflix every night. So one of the reasons why I love Ben Franco on this podcast, Ben is one of the most intelligent, brilliant, but hilarious people I've ever met. I first met Ben. We were in the same freshman class at Valley Forge Christian College, also known as University of Valley Forge. And Valley Forge, dear Valley Forge. There we go. There we go. That's a little bit of Ben's personality. Ben uh, currently lives in the Baltimore area with his wife and daughter. But the reason why I think he's an expert to this topic is he um, he's hosted two podcasts. The first one was MediaTek Weekly, and now that's kind of morphed, and he can kind of share a little bit of that story, to the podcast Incredible Critics, and not because he's incredible, but because their credibility should seriously be questioned. So <laughs> with uh, without further ado, as you heard him sing our alma mater and all the Valley Forge listeners stood up, Ben, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, yeah, great to have you here. So let's dive right on into the deep end, Ben, uh, with a question for for all of us. Okay, let's set the let's set the the groundwork here a little bit. Um, what was the first show that you binge watched ever? The, well, the first show that I remember binge watching, uh, I I had always heard of the show, and I went out and bought the first season on DVD. Yeah. And then I found out that you could watch the rest of it on this little known streaming service for free, completely legally, called Hulu. Uh-uh. Have you guys heard of Hulu? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that was how I, that was the first series I watched. And that was how I watched Lost. Oh, oh. Lost. very nice. That's actually the best I, way to watch Lost, probably. <laughs> Absolutely. I had missed like the first four seasons and everybody was talking about this show. And then for free, because Hulu was still free at the time, it was all right there at my fingertips. And I was a senior in college and I just (laughs) blasted through that until I I made it till the to the current season. Was 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 the ending disappointing after uh, after your experience binge watching it? 
I mean, th- that's I. I tend to look at it as a glass half full type of person, and yeah. what I'll say is that is a polarizing ending. Yeah, and I totally get why people didn't like it, but it was also like just super weird and i appreciate that they like went for it and just like (laughs) tried to go crazy and just tried to do something really different and it may have failed but i appreciate that they went there yeah hey there you go you know this is what ben does on his podcast incredible critics yeah and he he is the one that i like resonate with the most because i'm the right one is what peter is trying to say (laughs) I, I won't go that far. You know, I, I don't want to, Tim and Tuna, I don't want to get in trouble. Um, but I, I would say that, like, I'm a little sick of superheroes. So that's my hot take. Yeah. That's all, like, I'm done with Avengers. But before we get into the real stuff, I mean, what was the show that you binged? Well, I similar, Ben, actually. Uh, not Hulu, though. Uh, but I before the whole streaming thing happened, uh, someone, a family member said, oh, you really love this show. And they had the box set of season one, I think was the first one, 24. And nice. I, yeah, I mean, oh my goodness. I listened to Jack Bauer go, not now, more, not now. <laughs> and torturing people for like 12 hours straight one day. I was just like, on on i was like amped i couldn't go to sleep at night i was just having dreams about jack bauer it was crazy i subsequently like binge watched pretty much every one of those episodes just because they were such it was such a binge worthy show before that was even a term you just uh, oh one more wouldn't hurt just i'll just watch one more show so anyway that was me peter how about you well uh so i i actually think i bought the first season of the office which is only mm-hmm. six episodes. So I binged that, but some friends, we were watching the Sopranos uh, and this was before the Netflix streaming service. It was DVDs. Now, if you wonder why I watch the Sopranos, my mom's maiden name's Pachano. Need I say more? <laughs> Harry, do, do you have a, do you have a first show before we get real here? Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to keep us wholesome because, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's Harry's job. Actually. I'll be on this totally show. honest. I was so sheltered that I, th- I think the only thing I can think is my grandmother bought at least 10 to 12 cassettes of McGee and me, and I just <laughs> ripped through those bad boys like it was nothing. So wow. I was a young, young lad. Wow. So, Ben, you bring something very unique to this topic. You're, you know, we would dare say that you are an incredible critic. You watch a lot of shows, <laughs> and you follow Jesus, and... Like, I think sometimes we think that binging, like, it's this so judged thing. And as a pastor, sometimes I catch myself saying things that aren't that. How do you navigate and think through that, you know, in a way that's Christian? Well, it kind of, I mean, you guys kind of already started started to go down this road. Binging is a new term, but it's not like we haven't done this before, right? Like, right. There's you you binged before, but it was not through Netflix and Hulu, right? It was just a different form. So we've we've been down this. We this isn't anything new. It's just now it's kind of come to the forefront, and people are like, "Oh, is that healthy?" And I'm like, 
I don't know. Ask my parents because that's where I learned it from. Um, <laughs> like that old drug but, commercial from the 80s. Like, where did you learn how to do this? I learned it from watching you, Dad. Okay. <laughs> I'm just alienated most of our audience because they don't understand right? that one. But anyway, it was a really good commercial. You should go back and look it up on YouTube. Anyway, sorry. Go for it, Ben. But yeah, man, I mean, I remember even as a kid. And Peter, I know you You were binging some TGIF with your boy Corey and your girl Topanga. <laughs> right? So Preach. like this isn't, th- this isn't anything new. It's just that it's in, in a different form now. And there's so much good TV content out there that I we all four of us can be binging something completely different. Whereas before, people were generally binging the same thing. It was what was on ABC, NBC, CBS from seven to nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, to me, this isn't anything new, and we should stop making a big deal about it and just start talking about what are healthy viewing habits in general. Yeah. Well, I'm curious too. What is probably the the TV show or movie within the last six months that you say um, amplifies the message of Christianity the best from what you've seen? Oh, that's a great question. Um, well, the one that's more on the nose is this show called The Chosen, which is on a, a streaming service that probably nobody's heard of called VidAngel. Um, and they're doing something really cool. They, they're breaking out into seasons the story of Jesus. So, I mean, like I said, that one's a bit on the nose, but they're, they're trying to take what we generally do in like an hour, which is tell the story of Jesus via media and break it out into... Uh, what will eventually be, gosh, 32 hours in telling the story of Jesus. So th- that one's the one that's a bit on a nose. Uh, for something that's more, I don't know, artful, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, Pete, what do you think? <laughs> I asked you, you're the expert. <laughs> I, that, yeah, well, that's the expert. That's, that's, what, that's, like that's how we thing. got the name of our show was yeah. that you shouldn't trust anything that we said. <laughs> so I just got Jesus juke, yeah. you know. You know, I... So I'm thinking about every show that, you know, we've watched and we had a previous episode with Josh Eisenhart, um, who loves movies. And, you know, I think the thing that I try to filter through is, you know, if it shows the goodness of God and the horribleness of sin, then it's great. And so I, I even think of, you know, I've been thinking about watching Mad Men again, because what you get with that show is you get the the beauty of excellence and good conversation but you also get on the other hand like you see broken sinful people and it's like hard to argue with that i mean it's true that's why i couldn't stand that show i was just like when's something good gonna happen like (laughs) i mean i'm in this for like three seasons and like i'm just watching this horrible person be horrible (laughs) that i just i could not get into that show yeah. But sorry, that's not what the question was about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of the ones that I like have have been watching lately is the Anthony Bourdain one. Have you watched that on Netflix? The Anthony Bourdain uh, going around the world. Uh, Parts Unknown, it's called by Anthony Bourdain. And I guess Anthony Bourdain committed suicide a couple of years ago. But it's so yeah. so similar to kind of what you're describing. He in each episode there's like these really poignant moments where he kind of reveals a little bit what's 
what's going on underneath the surface of his life. And then you're looking at that through the context of whatever culture he's engaged in. And you kind of see this like beauty of every culture, yet the brokenness of every culture. And and uh, I think it's just one of the most fascinating uh, shows. For me, it's been super engaging. Plus, there's a lot of food involved. So it makes me hungry. So I got to sit there and eat while I watch it. So anyway, for me, I think that's been one of the one of the coolest ones. But you like kind of even like pointed to it like you, you when you're talking about just a story about good and evil, right? That the foundation of that is God, right? Mm-hmm. The the foundation of that goes all the way back to the beginning. So literally any story that's telling the story of good and evil has some of God's truth in it. So you know, you can kind of look at any almost anything. I mean, the classic one is looking at Star Wars as yeah. as an allegory of of you know, good and evil, dark side and uh the light side. So Tim, Tim will give me credit for throwing in a Star Wars reference. That's really, yeah, I have a quota. So. There you go. Ben, let, let me ask you this. When you think about being healthy or unhealthy binging, what do you think the difference is? I mean, maybe just be personal for you and I'll have John go next and I'll, I'll go with that. What What's like the line of this is okay to, okay, this is pretty bad. You know what? The, the, my wife and I were actually talking about this because we have a, we have a two-year-old and uh, ever since having a, a two-year-old, you know that screen on Netflix and Hulu that's like, are you still watching? Like, yeah. just checking in. You've been <laughs> watching for a really long time. We used to see that all the time, like on a regular basis. We'd be like, yeah, Netflix, keep playing. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, ever since having a child, I've never seen that screen. Yeah. yeah. So so uh, if, you're, if, uh, if you're trying to stop binging shows, just have a child. I think that's probably the best <laughs> advice that I can give you. I think that'll work out well for you. And uh, no way that could go wrong. <laughs> that's right. Just name your child Hulu and it'll be fine. It'll be great. <laughs> there yeah. you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, if you're stuck binging something, man, first off, it, it all depends on what you're binging. But first ask yourself, am I... Am I neglecting my responsibilities or not. And if you're not, and you're still keeping up on everything on life, hey man, you do you. That's that's kind of my thoughts. <laughs> yeah. First Ben 1-1, one, one. you do you. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a really good question. I, I, think, I think you gotta look at what's going on underneath the surface of your life. A lot of us, I think, tend toward binging for different reasons. And and when I'm in an unhealthy spot in, in binging, it's it's primarily because I'm trying to escape. And I only know that feeling internally. Like I can I can pick up on it pretty keenly if I'm paying attention to it. Like I'm doing this because I got this other stuff that I don't want to deal with. Ultimately, while that might not be, quote unquote, I don't know what you would lay, you know, a wrong thing, it it certainly doesn't help you in life to 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 binge at the excuse of dealing with something that you need to deal with. So for me personally, that's what I have to watch um, when I'm, you know, tempted to go show after show after show after show uh, for me. Well, and I mean, I, I, I like that. And I think that most people probably aren't that uh, emotionally aware of themselves. <laughs> like you really have with anything in life, you, like, you really have to be self-aware and say, okay, why am I doing this? Is there something going on? And if there is, you need to address it and not, you know, run away from it via Netflix. 
Yeah. You know, it was unless the last season of Stranger Things came out and oh, then true. You know, priorities. Then, yeah. Yeah. Bump um, everything. It's time to watch well, Stranger Things. I just got to say, I haven't watched a full episode of Stranger Things. So oh is my there you haven't. Oh, what? Pedro, I'm, I'm sorry for you. I'm, oh no, I'm so jealous of you because you get to experience <laughs> what that's like. <laughs> you get to experience Stranger Things for the first time and I'll never have that again. <laughs> Can, well, can you uh, invite Ben and me to the room when you watch the, the oh, full episode? Please. So I, I, I'll answer the question, but I got to be honest with you. I, I think so. Someday we'll probably talk about marriage and probably why people are waiting for marriage. But one of like the struggles in my marriage is to find something for both of us to watch <laughs> that we will. So like, you know, my wife, if she had a choice, we'd watch like Hallmark Hall of Fame, mm. like and just horrible like <laughs> i could tell you what the movie is before like i just need two cents so like stranger things fits in the peter you need to do that on your own time and that just that so when i think about binging i i think what i healthy or unhealthy is you know it just there there's a point i want to say you know it's funny i wanted to answer like john but there is a point of like four or five hours. Mm -hmm. But I have so many good memories of like being with friends, you know, and, you know, Ben and I went to college when binging first kind of start. Like, I have these wonderful memories of like, it's 10 o'clock at night. And maybe for Ben, it was a little bit later. And it's like, <laughs> are, are we going to sure. watch? The, are we going to watch the next one? Yeah. And you, everybody's like, well, yeah, we are. And so I, I guess I have a little bit of a different kind of thought with that too. So, yeah, I mean, like every semester, every single semester during finals week, my roommates and I, while we were cramming for finals and working on last minute projects, at the beginning of the day, would start the Lord of the Rings extended edition. <laughs> and by the end of that day, we were finishing up the Return of the King. Wow. Every single semester, right? So so you can have a lot of good things surrounding it. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're being antisocial. This Although the, usually I am. <laughs> this is the Why God Why podcast. Today's guest is Ben Franco. We are asking the question, why God, why am I binging on Netflix? And Ben, I wanted to um, piggyback on something that John was bringing up, and I think it uh, can lead to some good conversation. You know, I, I think about, you know, defining uh, what's beneath us and, you know, what's the deeper emotion that we're maybe avoiding. And um, though we haven't done a podcast on this, I'm sure as someone uh, in Peter's inner circle, you've heard of the Enneagram. And uh, I can just speak to people in my life and people on my, my staff at work who are Enneagram nines and hearing them share sometimes how they're just, they can't wait to go home jump into bed and just binge until they pass out essentially. And it, and it almost sounds like uh, abusive essentially what they're doing. So um, I, I think you, you mentioned it, that self-awareness, but maybe let's transition our conversation and, and talk a little bit about uh, what type of environment do we need to be surrounding ourselves with where we can have someone speak into our life and have someone that uh, is there to kind of monitor, you know, what, that line is. And I think it's healthy when it's with our spouse and it, maybe it's a point of uh, connecting, but if we're avoiding a tough conversation, maybe it's not a great time to be binging. So maybe we could all uh, chime in on that. Uh, yeah. So I, I think that, 
you know, like you said, definitely, you know, your your spouse will be, spouse will be able to speak into whether or not you're doing something healthy or unhealthy more than anybody else, um, for sure. But I think also just that self awareness of like you know trying to be healthy, trying to uh, both uh, mentally and physically. Like if you're sitting around watching Netflix all day it's probably not the healthiest thing in either case for you. So like you don't need somebody else necessarily telling you that, but you know, you have to just be real with yourself. Like, like we said before, are you trying to escape something? Are you trying to get away from something that you should be addressing? And, you know, sometimes taking that break can help you to think about it and help you to come up with the right thoughts and the the right things that you need to say or the right things that you need to do. But then at a certain point you have to, drop everything else and go actually do that. Mm-hmm. So just be mindful and, and allow people to speak into your life that that will tell you that or not. Yeah. So I'm not, I, I'd like to play the, uh, the technology like adversary on this point, just for fun, just because it would be, it would be a fun thing to do just because I, I feel like we, our resident generation X are playing right. the technology <laughs> yes. adversary. Yes. Yes. Um, but, uh, I, I just kind of feel like a lot of times the motivation to, to binge is often out of loneliness for a lot of people. Um, I, I just, you know, a lot of people I talk with, I work with college students, so there's a lot of binging happening, but the, it's, um, a lot of times out of loneliness. And I think the, the thing that actually is sad to me about it is that you binge to avoid loneliness, but what ends up happening is you can, you can actually feed that loneliness because you're not engaging with other people by binging. So it becomes like this vicious cycle where you're not allowing other people into your life because you've sequestered yourself in front of your computer screen, but you feel like you want other people in your life. So you can't, you can't leave your computer screen. So, um, I don't, I don't, what do you, what do you think about that, Ben? I, in terms of your analysis of that current cultural trend, do you see that happening or what? Well, I mean, if you've, I don't know. So part of it is if you've wanted to find a way to avoid thinking about or dealing with whatever you want to deal with, you can find a way to do that regardless of technology. True. Right. Some people get lost in books. Some people get lost in uh, exercise and working out. You know, some people get lost. It's just that this one's kind of so present and available to us. Mm -hmm. You know, people get lost in work for sure. So uh, I feel like it's I, I mean, not to be too contrary, but you know, that's what I do. Uh, I feel like it's a little bit of a scapegoat just to always be blaming it on technology. Mm -hmm. You can find whatever you can, if you go looking for it, you can find your distraction anywhere, regardless of what technology is involved. So, I mean, I, I don't want to keep coming back to that point, but that's where that, that self-awareness comes in. Like, am I like reading a book all day because I don't want to, you know, talk to this person? Am I, working overtime 60 hours a week, you know, just because I'm avoiding the situation or because I don't like where my life's heading and it's helping distract me. You know, if you want a distraction, you can find it. Yeah. Well, and I also think going on what Ben said, there's like, there's acceptable things to binge and there's unacceptable things to binge. So like, unless you look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, if you binge going to the gym, dare I say like you could be at the gym for 20 hours and everybody's like oh that's acceptable like I mean I listen to 
I don't know, anywhere from 10 to 20 hours of podcasts a week. No one says to me like, oh, you're uselessly spending your time because there's like this idea that podcasts are productive and we hope you bring right. this podcast. But like, <laughs> you know, no one's sitting there and, and I do. There are people close in my life that are like they've said to me, sometimes I feel like you care more about what someone says on a podcast mm. than what I have to say. Mm. So, you know, I, I just, you know, and it goes back to a lot of our conversations about social media Netflix, social media, you know, your phone, you know, working out, none of those things are bad in and of itself, but it does raise the other issues that we've always had there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what you said before, Ben, is really is really interesting to me in that the binge, the concept of binging isn't new. And I think it's just it, it isn't only new because of technology, it's just not new in general to the human spirit. Like we're all tend toward binging on something, you know, it's like that. It's why one of the seven deadly sins is gluttony, right? I mean, it's like we just like go toward whatever it is. It could be food. It could be just certain things are socially acceptable to to binge. I feel like Netflix in our society, Netflix in general is viewed as a socially acceptable way to binge. Right? Wrong? No, I don't know. Maybe it's just the the people that I, I mean, I'll, I'll let Ben speak to it. I, I don't know if I'm in a circle where like if you say I watch this show for six hours. Yeah, it's kind of like saying like I just drank Diet Coke <laughs> and I love like and all of a sudden people are like, do you know that there's aspartame? In diet? And I'm not like judging that. But like yeah. the circles there's a- you're in, you don't feel like that's that's well. True. And and one of the reasons why I think and this is why I want to hear from Ben, like we alienate people that are passionate about movies, TV shows. And I, I think that it's those critics and artists and connoisseurs, dare I say, that are the people that are helping us understand. I don't know, Ben, I mean, either help me out or make me look like an idiot. <laughs> do, do what you do best. I mean, uh, it's tough because I think it all depends on who you are and where you are in life, right? If I am... Uh, binging Netflix and doing so with my two-year-old daughter, then uh, it probably is a bad thing. Here, I'm sorry. I have to... I'm sorry. One second. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's bringing us... literally the best podcast ever (laughs) we should put this in there (laughs) sorry my my wife got home so you know let her take care of the kid now cool (laughs) (laughs) uh sorry about that so uh where was i yeah I, i i think it all depends on where you are in life right like like i was saying um if i'm like taking care of my child and we're just sitting at home all day watching TV. Well then, yeah, something's wrong with that. I think as like a college student where I was truly learning about, uh, about media and about filmmaking and all that thing. Like, I mean, it's a bit generous, but that was literally studying, right? I'm, I'm learning about storytelling. I can't learn about storytelling by not listening to stories or not not watching stories so i think where you are in life largely depends on whether or not it's appropriate so i think for anybody to say that isn't it is or isn't appropriate 
is a bit uh, probably inappropriate, probably <laughs> wrong for them to say. I'm using appropriate too much. Probably wrong for them to say because they might just be at a different stage of life. Like I'm lucky if I get a half hour to an hour <laughs> to watch a show at the end of the night and relax. That's where I am in life. If right. that were me in college, that wouldn't. I I was probably spending too much time on classes. And you got to prioritize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Let's think about this for a second. How can we bring this home, this concept? Because this is a good, this is a good, this is this is a good combo. But I'm trying to like, okay, how do you wrap something like this up with a nice little bow? It's kind of tough to wrap up with a nice little bow. Well, you know, it's it's jazz. It just doesn't resolve. It, <laughs> that might be it. That might be it. Maybe don't, we don't solve every problem on this podcast. I don't know. No, it's your. I mean, I I think I think that what we've done is in oversteering, at least in my opinion, away from Netflix, what we've done is created a culture that like, I don't know if, how many of you've heard people that say like, Oh, I don't watch TV, but like 10 minutes later, they're like, Oh yeah, but I watched that show on Netflix. And I'm like, it's mildly hypocritical. Like, and so just to be honest with that. And I mean, I'm going to go home tonight, you know, we're recording this on a Wednesday night and I'm going to want to at eight o'clock at night. I'm not going to want to talk to my wife. Who's a very lovely woman. Very great. I'm going to want to put something on. Like I'm, I'm as fun as this is. And so, you know, I think the thing that we need to leave our listeners with is like, just to ask more questions about why they're binging. And I think that all of us too, I mean, we shared stories that we were binging and we were sharing them in such a way that we actually brought friends and community around us. It wasn't like we were just doing that by, by ourselves. And maybe someday we'll ask the question about alcohol, but like there's a difference with an alcoholic who's hiding their alcohol in like a closet versus, you know, a person that drinks occasionally with their friends. And I think that's kind of what we're getting at. Mm. That's okay. Mm. Yeah. But I, I, yeah. So I, I'm glad you made that, that, parallel there peter i i i i like that i think one of the questions that i've seen in people's lives anyway i don't know again maybe this is just the 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 networks of people that i travel with anyway maybe that, that there's a difference there perhaps but i think some people realize actually they got an issue like they would self-describe themselves as having like a binge issue with this so like ben if you're talking to somebody that says hey i realize i got like a genuine like i can't i'm i'm like addicted to this binging thing i can't stop it like what would you tell them frankie frosco from uh incredible credits uh i mean first off it's super easy to cancel all your subscriptions Uh. like just start there right if you you don't try to solve somebody's alcoholism by taking them to a bar right so just get them out of there (laughs) You cancel your subscriptions. If you're, you know, <laughs> cut your uh, cut your power cable to your TV, right? <laughs> like there, there's plenty of ways where you can just get away from it, right? Mm. Um, the other thing that, uh, you know, I'll be honest, I don't personally do, but I've tried to do it, and that I've heard that uh, I've heard and have friends that do this is they make Sunday a day without screens. Mm. So just you know, no screens, no phone. They turn off their phone. Turn off their smartwatch, uh, turn on, you know, they don't get on their computer, they don't get on their TV, 
and they just make that a day to get away from it. Uh, and that I think is, you know, really refreshing and can really help. Uh, so, you know, for me, I view it as, uh, you know, for my personality, that's what I can do on my day of rest to actually get rest. Mm. So, you know, I don't do that. But for if you are in the position where it's unhealthy for you, that might be something that you consider is taking a Sabbath of getting away from your technology and your screens. Mm. Ben, we like to conclude every episode of Why God Why with uh, asking ourselves what Jesus would teach us when answering this question. Quite frankly, how Jesus would answer this question uh, would probably be a little confusing to him. Why God Why <laughs> am I binging on Netflix? But uh, we'll let uh, Peter and John uh, go first, and you'll uh, uh, wrap us up with your answer. But uh, boys, take it away. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, this is such a good one. Jesus, how would you answer this question? Well, this wait a- before we answer that. What would Jesus binge? Just one show. You don't have to give it. The Touch Waltons. By, Touch the- by <laughs> 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 Harry just said the Waltons. Oh, John boy. I mean, Ben, do you have an answer for that? I mean, uh, if you look at humanity, I think that God clearly has a sense of humor. And yeah. therefore, it would have to be The Office. <laughs> I was going to say The Office or Parks and Rec. So anyways, John, yeah. back back to the show. There yeah, we go. Definitely Touched by an Angel, definitely. Uh, or Highway to Heaven. For all okay, okay. If you, yeah. if you say Touched by an Angel, <laughs> I have a very bad relationship with Touched by I recorded the 1998 NBA Finals <laughs> and CB and... And my mom <laughs> recorded Touched by an Angel and the Hallmark Hall of Fame movie over that. Like, Michael, anyways, uh, please go ahead. Yeah, okay. That's that, I can tell there's some wounds there. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, yeah, I think we need to unpack that more. I, I think we, so. Uh, this would be a good, we could do a whole podcast just on that itself. Absolutely. Literally the best closing we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> so back to Jesus and how he would answer this question. Okay. Uh, here's the deal. Like, uh, I don't know, honestly, but I know this is when Jesus is asked the question, like, what's the most important thing? He always puts it in relational terms. He puts it in, he puts it in love God with all your heart, love the people around you. So I think he would bring us back rather than to, are you binging? Are you not binging? Are you doing that? Like, I, I think those are surface level issues to Jesus. I think his biggest issue is how are the most important relationships of your life? Like, how is your relationship with God? How is your relationship with the people around you? You can't really separate those two. Those two are intermingled. I want you to think about that before I want you to think about like, binging question, yes or no. Um, I think that's the question that Jesus would bring us to, um, as I think about this anyway. Peter, how about you? I'm going to steal from Ben. Um, You know, Genesis 1, you know, God works for six days and then rests on the seventh. And as a culture, and if I confess, I don't Sabbath well. Like, I don't, you know, there's not a day that I don't check my email. There's not a day that I don't have a screen in my life. And, you know, I think that that's kind of, can you like even each night, you know, I've started to do this a little bit better, but even when I'm eating dinner, like I don't have a screen near me and I'm, I'm shocked at myself, you know, even this question about binging, how much I think I need it. So as much as we've gone back and forth, I think Jesus is calling us to a life of rhythm, a life of fullness 
not that it's not difficult, but to be able to see that in a rhythm of life, I think that that's a question that we can all, whether you follow Jesus or not, take away. All right, Ben, we might have struck out, but you can hit us home. So go ahead. Well, no, I mean, you guys kind of already said, you know, there's no <laughs> there's no great way or a, a specifically correct way to answer this question. Uh, for me, when I think about it, I kind of think that... Uh, I think Jesus would call us to be more mindful of what we watch. And by that, I don't mean uh, mindful of, of is it good or is it bad, but just what is this saying to me? I know for me personally that, you know, I grew up, you know, my parents do not watch content in order to uh, think, you know, most people are watching content to stop thinking or to, like we said before, get some distraction from regular life. But I know that for me, there have been times and moments where I've watched a film and had a deeply spiritual thing happen while I was watching it. You know, I'll say specifically, I watched the film uh, Tree of Life by Terrence Malick, uh, which, I mean, you got to be a real hardcore film nerd in order to Hmm. (laughs) probably have seen that movie. But the first five minutes of that film had just such a deeply moving Uh, I had such a deeply moving experience with it that was honestly, truly spiritual. So I I think from my perspective, we need to be more mindful of the things that we are watching and really take into consideration what is God telling me through this media? You know, Jesus spoke in parables for a reason, and that's because it relates to people in a different way. And I think that that's the beauty of film and television is that you can have a spiritual experience through what you're watching, but you have to be willing to, and in the right mindset to be able to go do that. Ben Franco, thanks for being on the Why God Why podcast. Thank you guys. If you have any questions or comments about today's episode or our previous episode, follow us on social media or head over to our website, whygodwhypodcast.com. Thanks for listening.